Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. This is No Shift Flick Moments, and this is our quarantine episode two. Woo, 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 woo. Look at the follow through. Yeah. Week two. We're, we're well, not week two, but like week two. Yes. What? Well, not week two of what? What? what quarantine. <laughs> oh, yeah. The quarantine. Yeah, let's do it. So if you can't tell, we are a Supernatural podcast and the show isn't on right now. So we are doing little mini episodes just to keep in the loop with all the Supernatural news and also just to generally keep sane by talking to each other. Yes, yes. That is also very important. Mm Hmm. So what do we have on the docket this week, Remy? On the docket this week, we are going to talk about the... August EW Supernatural final photo shoot of the series that was uh, the, the, the EW photo shoot spread for the uh, end of the series article that came that recently came out in the Entertainment Weekly. Uh, an, uh, was it an April issue? Uh, a March issue? I believe the article was written in April, but I think it was for the May issue, since May was going to be the original end date for mm. the show. Yeah, I have the article right here. I didn't think to look at the date. Okay, so the article was released, at least online, um, mid-April. But but like I said, the, uh, the, the, the photo shoot that went along with it, and what a photo shoot it is. Guys, we're going to talk about mm. um, pictures in an audio medium. It's going to be great. So enjoy that. <laughs> it's going to be... We're going we're gonna to paint you a picture. So. Mm-hmm. Remy, before we get into this, I want to ask, were you able to find the physical copy of this Entertainment Weekly at all? I I have not. Um, so I saw that uh, we had the cover photos uh, released a, f- a couple months ago now and I think that in my mind I was just kind of like uh, oh that that must have happened and and y- you know if you don't get on the pre-orders for that it's just insane you'll never you'll never see a copy um and then today when I was searching for for the article online um pre-orders for the issue are still coming out so like y- you know now that I say that I don't even know if the issue is out yet um I know. It's such a great area, I feel, because of what happened with COVID here. Because I don't know about you, but at least in my small town, magazines aren't for sale anymore. Like, really? Really? Yeah. The last time I saw a magazine, I was in a uh, Dick Sporting Goods. So <laughs> that was you didn't want to get on like Beer Hunter <laughs> Weekly or whatever. It was it was actually um, New Mexico Fishing. So uh, okay, I did pick it up because uh, the reason yeah, that we were fishing. At, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason that we were at Dick's is because we wanted to uh, uh, get into um, fly fishing in the. Uh, rivers and streams here in new mexico for the spring and we bought a lot of things and then march happened yes (laughs) so we haven't (laughs) we haven't been to the parks yet but i have waiters yes (laughs) i'm trying to picture like they go up 
well beyond the waist or like what kind of height are you talking for waders here um the the ones that i bought are boob height and then it's got straps that you can actually like twist and take off your shoulders and then like belt in some way that they it transforms into a belt that you can like roll down the waders to be only waist height Oh my god, so like rubber overalls, but make it fashion? <laughs> yes, yes, there is a torso apron though. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the whole shipping. That is fantastic. And I had to buy boots that were two sizes too 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 uh large because the waiters have these like big rubber socky things. Um mm-hmm. because y- 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 you'll have a bad time if you get if you get wet. Yeah, like the kind of the point of it is that you're putting your foot in essentially a very strong plastic bag <laughs> that goes up to tit height. Exactly. Yes, I bought a hat and everything. B, it's a cute hat. Oh my god! I'm just trying to picture you as like on the cover of one of these magazines, you know, like that <laughs> level of committed to fly fishing. My my husband is very uh. uh He's a, he's a gadget whore. So he is, if he decides that he is going to get into the hobby, he is going to go out and spend $500 on <laughs> shit that he hasn't w- once used yet. But my, my family likes to call that having champagne tastes, where <laughs> it's like, you could go with the introductory or you could go with the champagne model. And then that tends to be like the level of research and engagement that happens in our family too. It's like... No, I'm not going to start with the basic. I'm going to start with the good if I'm going to commit to this to a long time. Yes, and then equipment. just assume that you will. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we 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 had we had many hours of uh fly fishing YouTube videos uh on on uh just he he commits. Oh my god, I love it. He's also very jealous of uh Canada fly fishing yeah apparently it's like the tits so for our fish our fish are the tits your fish are the tits yeah our fish are the tits (laughs) the the things that i learn but we're not here for fishing yeah (laughs) yeah how did that happen we're not here for fishing (laughs) we're here to talk about magazines yes magazines that i have not spied actually um in some of my covert walmart missions so i'm not sure i was just curious because i can't really see what's going on in other areas besides my own so i was like hmm dropping on the deets for new mexico what's going on there hmm yeah Hmm. i don't know i don't know but we have the article and um i i i don't know um and like i said there was a pre-order page that i saw when i was searching for the article but it was sold out and and there wasn't really any like release information on the on the um the entertainment weekly issue like which issue it was mm-hmm. it was just like order here to get your 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 magazine um but like i said they were all sold out um i yeah, will and i haven't done any digging for international but i've heard rumors that it's kind of in the same boat and i've never bought one of the ew supernatural spreads even though they're like the best they're they're so good 
The first one that I bought was actually when I just got into the fandom because they had that Halloween spread where mm. there was like the plastic fangs and Misha had the cat ears and they had the little black kittens and all that. And I was like, so gone on it. <laughs> I was like, I need this because they have brass knuckles and a chainsaw. Like, Yes, yes. So good. That was so season that was 12. Sorry. That was 13. Yeah, you're right. Do not try and correct me because I was like a new infant introduced to the fandom and with bright blinking blue eyes, I took this in and just imprinted on it. It it was Halloween. So it was like the premiere of 13. Yeah. Yeah. Hence 13. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't argue 12 into this one. <laughs> Technically 13 hadn't happened yet, so... I'm going to call bullshit because it started airing in October. <laughs> yes, that was the first. I think that was the first um, uh, article and EW photo shoot that really put them on my radar to EW as like, like I said, the best supernatural yes. photo shoot. And like they, 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 if you read their articles, whoever writes the EW Supernatural articles, Samantha Highville. I need to look up if she has, I know that she has written this most recent April article. I just mm -hmm. wonder if she also wrote some of the other EW articles um, because I, I have read them, but I haven't really, uh, uh, put a name on the author on you know connecting the articles um mm -hmm. and all i know is that the people or the person or people that are writing these ew articles just love the show and love the actors and they there's so much care and fun in both the photo shoots and the articles themselves it's like how how did i how how do i not own all 10 supernatural ew spreads Honestly, because the other big one that's standing out to me was the 300th that came out mm -hmm. because it had Jeffrey Dean Morgan, it had Samantha Smith, and it had Jared and Jensen doing like this mafioso family shoot. Yes. That was so good. It was so good. And and yeah, 300, it was a big milestone. There was... um. I think I think EW it wasn't EW one of the biggest partners in the big red carpet event that happened around the 300th episode. Oh, I wouldn't know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I I don't know either. But I I suspect that they were. I I, I think I remember um, seeing some coverage, some EW coverage on that event as well. Yeah. And I think Alyssa Smith has also done a lot of articles. I'm just flipping through. Yeah. I have the Ultimate Guide to Supernatural beside me, and it looks like it's mostly Samantha and Alyssa who are writing the articles. And oh my god, there's so much love and attention, like you say. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, what 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 was that? The soup the the Ultimate Guide to Supernatural? Yes. It also came from Entertainment Weekly and it's like this collector's edition version of them talking about the show. Yeah? Yeah. What what's in the fine. ultimate guide? What's uh what what is the ultimate guide to supernatural? Um what I can see is that there's a lot of perhaps like behind the scenes photos or they have like 
just a really good summation of some of the shoots and some of the stills that have come out throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the articles are not just for this, like they're not exclusive to this, but um, we get to see like a breakdown for who's in heaven, who's in hell. We get to see like the top 10 deaths and they've made a whole bunch of lists like that and just kind of interviewing the cast there's also like asking jim beaver about what supernatural means to him Mm. you know how we fucking went on jim beaver rampage last (laughs) week and yeah so it's like a hundred hundred pages here i'm sorry i just immediately got stuck on page 96 which is sam's good hair days match the season to the hairdo wow I'm fucking flipping. Oh my god! And then there's a picture of like Jared and Jensen on the hood of the Impella, spread out with like their hands behind their heads, smiling. You know. Oh yeah, I know that one. That was the one with um. There was there was a lot of shots of of Jared and Jensen in the Impala. Um, yeah, was it Baby One? B- baby One. Yeah, well, because the, there's a whole bunch of different versions of the Impala. Uh-huh. And I know this, like, pushes up glasses because I was reading The Ultimate Guide. <laughs> and Baby One is the one that Jensen is going to leave with. It's the one that they use for, like, all the glamour shots. Aww. And then Baby Three is the one that Jared is going to leave with. Oh, Yeah. I- I- I'm glad they each get a baby. Yeah, yeah. And, oh my god, I'm seeing a photo of Misha Collins participating in the 2012 challenge of wear cheese and wear it well. He's wearing a (laughs) suit and tie apparently made of cheese. And, of course, it was Gish related. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, I need to look this up. Um, I'm sure that the the physical magazine has a lot more content than probably I could find online. But uh, but that 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 sounds like a big chunk of supernatural. In, yes, in there. Yes, and I see on the cover it says it's d- display until June fifth. So run out there and get your copy if you're able to. I got mine at Walmart, so maybe you can get yours too. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if um, you know, I've never tried to online buy uh uh yeah, magazines from like Barnes and Noble, but I know that places like um Barnes and Noble or Books a Million have tend to have a, a pretty good uh, magazine spread. Yes, and like my friend Lise, she said that she saw this copy too. She was asking if I had one, just like keeping an eye out for me because uh-huh. we know Canada can be kind of slim pickings depending on where you're situated. So I was like, tears in my eyes. Thank you, Lise. She's not even in the fandom. She just looks out for me. Well, I need to. I will look out for you. Uh, for this this entertain this new entertainment weekly the the article. Malibu Sun instead oh of gosh. the broody ultimate guide. Thank heavens for supernatural. Let me see. I'm reading the um the tagline on the main cover. In dark days, we need good guys. Here's to 15 years of fantasy, family, and flannel by Samantha Highfield. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. Tears in my eyes because these, the photos alone, which... The photos (laughs) 
And then they were like, you haven't recovered, but here's a video. Oh my god. And we got fucking suplexed like we were in the middle of WWE. We really did. It, it, it all happened in a day, but it was like my fucking life flashing before my eyes because uh, I got linked in in one of our chats uh the the cover photo the cover photo alone is devastating enough and there are two cover photos there's one with uh Jensen and Jared uh, uh together alone and then there is another that is uh uh Jensen Jared and Misha all in a group hug under the bluest sky they're all wearing soft clothes t-shirts and you know, just com- just casual uh, yes. very non winchesterly wear and it was just like a double whammy of oh my god they look so bright and soft and oh my god winchesters are going away like yes exactly this photo shoot was not sam dean and in castiel it was it wasn't you know uh, mary winchester and john winchester and some pseudo mafia family <laughs> It was uh, Jensen, Jared, and uh, Misha looking back and celebrating their yeah the, the close of of the series. They had the champagne bottles that they were popping and pouring all over each other, and just the hugs and the kisses that they were all exchanging with each other was just like so heart melting. And like you could see Jared when they're kind of doing the group hug behind him, you could see him getting teary eyed and just trying to keep a brave face on. Like, oh, babies. Yeah. You adult men, babies. Oh, I mean, I mean, and, and and this article does not pull their punches. It was uh, the, the, Samantha wrote on you know this photo shoot. Oh, and you know what? I have to mention it because I'm looking at the photo here. Uh, we don't just have Jared Jensen and Misha. We have our fourth uh, uh, main character. <laughs> Of the cast, we have Baby, who just looks gorgeous un- under the Malibu sun. It- mm-hmm. Baby there just always warms my heart. It It's lethal. I'm looking at the cover and it's lethal. It's lethal. Ah, oh, man. But but one of one of the uh, paragraphs in the article, it's uh, and, and this is one that I've seen um, quoted on Tumblr a good bit. I think this is something like a tagline. Um, it's going to be a long eight months. Jensen says, standing at this fucking ledge. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Him standing, looking out over the skyline. Maybe it was the water. Maybe it was the company. But tears in his eyes. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Don't do this to them. <laughs> it might be the setting, looking out over the ocean, or the occasion, their last ever photo shoot. Or maybe it's the fact that they're almost a month into filming the final season. But there was emotion in that hug. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. We're fine. And, and and I mean, of course, speaking on emotion, you could see um, in the video all three of them getting getting emotional, especially with the, uh, the champagne shoot. Yes, you could see like Misha getting red around the eyes and just how fervently they all hug each other. It's- yeah. You can see just they were sitting a month into season 15 knowing that 
there's a lot of lasts coming up in their line. And just the difficulty of celebrating it while you're also mourning it. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Uh, and... And I really, I really love thinking about where the guys were at, just maybe like emotionally in this photo shoot, because, um, have, have we, be have we mentioned that we went to VanCon in August? It, mm, I think it's come up once or twice. <laughs> did it really? Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, refresh my mind. What did we do? <laughs> well, you know, we went to VanCon in August and... <laughs> It was about a month into the filming of the final season and mm-hmm. and it was right around this time that apparently this photo shoot happened and one thing that I really love about this article is that it talks a lot about both the history of the show and um how the guys are looking back on it and looking forward and some of the um <laughs> I feel like I'm reviewing a fanfic, but some of the emotional beats in this article really resonated with me because it it rang on a similar note that I was hearing from the guys themselves at at VanCon right around that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's my story about VanCon. I won't won't bring it up anymore. (laughs) Well, yeah, because they were in the midst of filming their fourth episode. So that was episode three since they filmed out of order. Mm-hmm. And yeah, looking at the article here where they're saying, where Jensen said, we had just finished episode 18, we shot one day of episode 19, and I was reading these two monster scripts thinking, it's like we're at the end of a marathon and they want us to sprint for the last two miles. And so saying that, okay, it's a fucking terrible thing that happened with COVID, but they get to kind of rest recharge and refocus for the last two episodes when they get back to filming it like it's going to be kind of this relief that you get to do this thing that was normal for you for so long Mm -hmm. one last time like you didn't finish it and then the quarantine kind of threw everything out the window and then you're like well I can't tell what's normal anymore I don't have that anchor like yeah it's really kind of interesting to think of it from that perspective that yeah, yeah almost like an opportunity to like you yeah. said refocus and reset and really savor the last, you know, uh, meter in the in the marathon. Yeah, cuz it really broke from their work mold and now okay, yeah, we still have say 16 days of shooting, but we go into that not having flagged from the five episodes we shot before it. Like, mm-hmm. we're going in for it, and that just can mean all the difference energy-wise. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the last line of the, the article is is uh, when the guys return to set, they step back into Sam and Dean's shoes for the last time. They'll have one shot at ending this thing, and they're determined not to miss it. The double meaning. This, <laughs> I I really love this article for um for two reasons. One is that 
it takes a lot of time to look back at the the beginning of the series and you know what started it what made it great how but not only that, things that we've heard about, you know, Kripke's vision, what he wanted to see, how he, how the idea changed from its original, you know, conception, um, mm-hmm. and then how Jensen and Jared made it their own. Um, there's that. And there's also the article talks uh, both about how, uh, how difficult, but also great of a... I think the article, Kripke called it a responsibility it was, but uh, I would say maybe more of how great an opportunity it was to have the show that was really carried entirely on Jensen and Jared's backs uh, in the first few seasons and how that meant that, you know, uh, Jared and Jensen did struggle under it, uh, it was Jared, especially it was very hard on him, um, to you know, work so hard. Cause it's, it's, it's hard to be this, you know, the lead, the lead. And uh, the, the article mentions that sometimes they wouldn't even do table reads because it would just be Jared and Jensen. That's the entire episode. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and that was hard, but also, like I said, the article talks about how Jared and Jensen took it as an opportunity to shape this thing into the juggernaut that it the is. Juggernaut right now. that it is. And not just in the content of the show, but like in, in, in the community that they fostered. Yes. Yes. That they really took cues. I think it was from Kim Manners that there was sort of the etiquette that they built on set and they wanted to make sure it was welcoming mm-hmm. and everyone w- felt like part of the family rather than, oh, fuck, I got to put my 10 hours in here today and let's just get this over with. Like, they didn't want any of that. They want everyone there to know how happy they are to be there. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like it's something that's really unique when it comes to media and particularly with television because it's grueling hours it's taxing effort for everyone involved and to turn it not only from a labor of love but into something that you love itself like that is quite the feat indeed mm-hmm. yeah and and to to believe you know the 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 interviews that is are being quoted in this article like with um cw's uh ceo um Supernatural, because of Jared and Jensen, really became the backbone of the network. The, <laughs> the, the, not only did, you know, Supernatural serve to draw in audiences for the other shows, um, Supernatural was always, always, always the, the, the lead in or the follow up to some new series. And like, this is how they got their viewers to come in because they knew that people were coming for Supernatural and that viewership could help like support, uh, these these new shows these new fledging shows and yeah and trying to get people to 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 get exposure to those new shows and supernatural was like the the mechanism behind that and man and that makes me just think about what are what are they going to do when when supernatural is gone i mean mm-hmm. we i know we've talked about spinoffs i just can't believe that that the cw is letting letting the supernatural verse go oh i know like if i want to be salty i think it's because 
the CEO of CW, um, Pedowitz is kind mm-hmm. of like a, a bi-bro. Oh, really? He, he, from what I understand, he really believes that Supernatural lives and dies by Jared and Jensen. And so if they're not involved as the forefront figures, then it's considered not likely to survive which doesn't seem to be very realistic in its Mm -hmm. view because we love the brothers and we love the characters of the show. So, I mean, not to harp on Wayward Sisters and the show that could have been, but it's a completely different world out there if it's Supernatural has 15 seasons and it's over and that's the last we see of Sam and Dean versus... Supernatural may be over, but here is a sister show to it that, you know, maybe Jared and maybe Jensen, maybe Misha want to stop by and be guests every once in a while on it, Mm -hmm. you know, just you built this culture in the set and the way that the cast and crew all engage with each other and then you just let that go feels like... You're missing the fact that you do have lightning in a bottle and like, Mm -hmm. why take the cork off that, you know? But anyways, I have very strong feelings about what could have been. And I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm right there with you. It, it, it does seem very short-sighted to think that, you know, as much as Jared and Jensen were the like foundation of, or maybe the, the kickoff to what became something great uh, or the seed. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> the kernel. The, the kernel. The anchor. The lodestone. The yeah. touchstone. All that. All that good stuff. Uh, it, 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 to to have them, um, to have them, you know, retiring from, from the show uh, doesn't mean that they're, well, one, like you said, doesn't mean that they're leaving entirely or would even want to. Um, but also doesn't mean that the, the, the whole community and the culture isn't something that can absolutely be redirected in something else that, that could be just as great mm-hmm. or applied to something else. Yeah. And, and on that, that, you know, the, the set culture, um, there is a, a segment in the article that that is talking about um, that reputation of being like one of the warmest sets on on the network or or on any network um, that 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 community that they built it had such a good thing that um, Pedowitz had hopes that it would bleed into the other shows that uh, that were being produced by the network and he would actually uh, have these like these dinners and and little uh, uh, social events that would uh, bring Jared and Jensen uh, together with the the stars uh, of other cast who was like hey you should emulate these guys because they're like like literally the supernatural is the backbone of the network and i I never realized they're they're like the old guard yeah they're the ones that you look to for guidance yeah i never realized the depth of that well yeah it's not something that we really necessarily get on screen like we might get a sense from the blooper reels because that's really our behind the scenes of it but to think of what the culture must be like at the CW and to think of them as 
being there for 15 years, you know? Like, they have really well fine-tuned this machine. And then to have a new show start up, and it's kind of like, hey, like, take a look at these guys and learn because there's experience there. There's knowledge, and you can really take something away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Luke Perry, um, in this segment, you know, one of the quotes, uh, was, uh, from Luke Perry, who was an actor in Riverdale. Um, but beyond, you know, Riverdale, he's a very, you know, well known and, um, well, like 90s heartthrob from 90210. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a well-respected actor with a with a big career for himself, and he he had a conversation with Jared that was basically like, um, you know, it's it's really cool to be associated with with you guys because you know we we hear what you what you've made and what you've done and how great you've you've been in in your in your own uh community and then it's it's just really cool that we can try to emulate that and jared's like oh my god luke perry just complimented me oh (laughs) (laughs) this six degrees of separation though that you have someone that has built quite the reputation outside of just one or two television shows to sit down and say with you like you know we're impressed that we get to be associated Mm -hmm. with you it's like pinch me, I'm dreaming. Exactly, exactly. It, it's so, man. This this article is just so humanizing for the, for our guys. Um, not and just that- like the whole perception around the ending here, mm-hmm. because I mean, I'm not too familiar with kind of shows at this level that are going through their season, their final season. And how much they let you in on this process, how much they're looking at it, and how much they're letting you peek behind the curtain with them. Yeah, yeah. This article, I think, matched so well with the tone that they set with the photo shoot. It was just, it was just our guys really stripped down and happy to be here, (laughs) but I guess vulnerable in a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a good word for it, is they're being vulnerable. And we get as much with the fact that they're not wearing 40 layers of clothes. Like, (laughs) oh my god, casual wear. And I'm like, it's scandalous. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jared in the... um in the video, like, trying to give me a heart attack, bouncing on on the ledges. (laughs) Too close to the edge for your tastes? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. But I loved, I, I think my favorite photo, um, and to see it in the video was, uh, the, the photo where Jared is, uh, up on the, the balcony of the, um, the little estate that they're mm-hmm. on. And then you have, uh, Jared and Jensen at the Impala down on the ground. But, so Jared's up and he's down? Yeah, that's what I said, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jared is up and then Jensen and, and Misha are down uh, at the Impala. But I, I liked I liked that, that photo because in the video, um, to see like Jared standing tall on that awning, it just, it was so pretty, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, really good photo shoot. And it's really different from what we've seen before. Like... I used the word broody like three times describing mm-hmm. press shoots with them. But this one just, it really felt like the 
light at the end of the tunnel if you want. Like we're getting to the final chapter and think of how bright things are to come. Yeah. I love that. Sentiment, god damn you. I'm here for it, even though it causes me pain. I I was very impressed with both the photo shoot and the article and the other EW articles that I've read. Uh, this the 300th um, uh, uh, press was was really was really interesting to read. Also, kind of digging into the history of the show. Um, now I have another that I get to go look up, which is uh, what, what was it exactly? B the Ultimate Guide to Supernatural, and it is. The three of them on the front, it looks like they're on the stairs at the very base of the stairs in the bunker, and it looks so broody. They've got their serious faces on. <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard of that, The Ultimate Guide. It sounds like it's, like you said, Oh, it's- man, it's been out for ages, but, like, I tell you what, this was one of the last things that I bought before quarantine hit, because... I made like a last ditch city trip before I knew the provinces were kind of shutting down. Mm. And I was buying some groceries and I saw that there and I did a YOLO fuck it. I put it in the cart. So Love it. Yes. It's been here through the quarantine. <laughs> I was really happy that, I, I, like I said, I, I'm sure that the physical copy of the magazine will have more content than what we mm-hmm. have online. But I was really happy to see that all of these articles are online. So, guys, if you're curious, um, if we've made you curious, then go go look it up. Um, all, all of the uh, all of EW Supernatural articles are on the EW website. And if I remember correctly, there was sort of this infographic map that was made for the United States that touched base with all the locations where a case has taken place. And there was an infographic breakdown of like how many times they fought vampires, how many werewolves, like how many demons, how many times they've each died. (laughs) And so there was just a fun little statistic summary that they made in this article that seems so fucking good nice yes yeah we might be out fanned by ew i think samantha really brings a lot of heart and love to her articles and you just feel how much she enjoys the show through her writing mm. i i 100 agree I was very, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I've, I've read a few EW articles. Um, I've, I've been impressed with all of them. I uh, I would be very curious to go back and see if Samantha didn't write the majority of them because she mm-hmm. just, you know, it's like so much, again, 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 so much heart. Love it. Yes, totally. Agreed. And that's our, su- <laughs> that's our supernatural <laughs> for the week. Yes. Always happy to gush. So, so much just visual content for a podcast. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> oh, they love it. They love it, B. They gotta know. And if they don't, Google's right there. <laughs> I- I'm sure you guys have seen have seen at least at least a portion of, of, of what we're talking about. But just go look again. Mm-hmm. You just go mm-hmm. look again. You won't regret it. Just It'll feel like a face full of sunshine. Oh, Sparta. Did Sparta come by to say hi? He did, and he's not normally a meower, but here he is sitting 
kind of outside my door and he just had a gross sneeze so he's cleaning up (laughs) poor boy has been having a lot of breathing troubles and like ever since i have adopted him and he's been in the house he's had like this low grade sinus issue whatever and so i keep on going back to the vet i'm like hey yeah it's still happening and just trying to get him some relief but this week it got especially bad and they oh my gosh (laughs) this isn't like my happy for the week but this was like mm, yes i'm assertive this week oh because my vet um they have a big sign on the outside of the door that says stop before you come inside call us and so you're supposed to sit in your car and call in and then they'll let you know whether or not you can come in just because they're trying to do social distancing inside of a teeny tiny office. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting there, I was waiting my turn, and I just happened to notice that there was a lot of old folks that um, these guys would just come up to the door, they would read it, and then they would go right in. And so I just was sitting there constantly becoming like second in line, second in line, because they just wouldn't listen to what the vet clinic was trying to tell them. Uh And so anyways, like 20 minutes pass and finally this guy comes out and then I get out of my vehicle to go in and he's like, oh, hey, did I cut in line in front of you? And I was like, yep. And then I just walked straight in. Oh And I was like, oh, I feel good. (laughs) But like... It's so frustrating, kind of. This, um, my town, you can feel that people don't really take COVID seriously. Mm -hmm. And so if you are trying to take it seriously, you kind of get shafted. (laughs) Aww. I have have a similar story. It was, um... Last week, not this week, but I'll cheat a little bit and share uh, because <laughs> I was at Walmart and I was just doing a quick run uh, through the aisles and our Walmart has done uh one-way lanes like Mm -hmm. aisles uh so Mm -hmm. there there are arrows um on either side of the aisle that is like stop don't go this way or green go this way and i was uh i was like in the pasta aisle and i'm walking down and there is a uh a young couple in front of me and the the guy wasn't wearing a mask um and there were two middle-aged moms looking types who were coming <laughs> down the wrong way of the aisle like to pass us and one of the women looks at the guy and says really no mask and i said really you're going the wrong way down the aisle and and then we just kept walking and i was like yay seriously like don't like i don't normally like to be kind of rude to people I don't know out in the wild, but I'm like, if you didn't show courtesy towards me, like, I have been sandpapered down, you're getting less courtesy from me in return. Yeah, yeah. I, this, this oh, Her tone just set me off instantly. She, she said, really? No mask? And then I said, you're going the wrong way, and just kept walking. Yeah, <laughs> like, you both aren't doing great things, like... You can't really sit on a high horse when you mm-hmm. are also not following what you should be doing for everyone's safety and well-being. I know. I was just like, Ugh, don't be rude to people. Mm-hmm. But also, like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's think of like what the good things is. What, yes. What's your happy this week? What's our happy? Um, mm-hmm. I finished uh, watching Black Sails for the second time since quarantine started. The second time? Yes, yes. So. Oh my God. I'm like so behind now. I haven't <laughs> even done one watch. It was right near the start of quarantine. Um, our friend Mariah said, have either of you guys watched Black Sails? And I, I, it like very vaguely rung a bell. And I was like, no, I don't think I have. She says, you should watch Black Sails. <laughs> and I was yeah, because I think she had just watched it. She had. It is a it is a four season stars uh series uh about pirates and it is a, a drama um and it is very very good it is <laughs> just excellent storytelling I I really want to watch it. it. I felt really bad I wasn't able to watch it while you two were watching it. But, like, it's sitting on my list and, like, it's not going away. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's a it's a very mature um uh it earns its mature rating it's got some uh it's got violence and sex and, and difficult themes um so if if you are I would definitely recommend looking up um some warnings about the show if that's something that that could concern you um it's some some of the some of the topics are like very difficult topics uh but it is a I mean, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. It's handling those difficult things well. Yes. I tend to, like, just not care for um, violence in, in, in shows and movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. O- overall, it's just, like, it's such a good show. I'm just going to keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> and and the the violence was never it it was uh never gratuitous but but it it doesn't it also doesn't shy away from it it does what's needed and not more or less it's about pirates guys it's really good <laughs> uh and and yeah, so I so Mariah recommended it. I immediately started watching, and then I just could not stop. I watched the entire four seasons. It's it's thirty six episodes, thirty eight episodes, I think. Um, so pretty quick, even though it's four seasons. Yeah, there are hour episodes, uh, thirty eight episodes total, and it's just it's a tight show, a great narrative, amazing characters, uh, like amazing characters. Um, and I enjoyed it more than I have enjoyed any like new media in, in recent history. I was very oh, wow. impressed. And um and I started watching it and I just tore through three seasons, slowed down a little on the fourth to savor it. And I was watching it, but my husband wasn't really paying attention. He I, sometimes I would have it on in the family room while he was you know on the computer or something. But he caught enough of it that I was like, I'm just gonna turn on Black Sails and <laughs> you know I, I think I'm gonna watch episode through the process one again. of osmosis. He'll get it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to watch episode one again. No reason. 
No reason. Oh, yeah, oh, no. I mean, I was on episode six, but like, I'm going to go back to one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you're leaving? Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. I, I was done. I'm not watching it anymore. <laughs> I eventually got him hooked. And after I had watched through the whole thing, I went back. And and so it's been our like dinner time te- TV for the past month or so and we just finished the last episode last night and he loved it too and it's so hard to get him to like new like he doesn't really like tv shows um he 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 doesn't really like tv shows he just in general he's like uh it's just it takes a it takes a particular story to like draw me in i think that tv Mm -hmm. shows just like draw things out too much it's not you know, it's nothing's Game of Thrones until season seven, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he was definitely one of those like it's no Game of Thrones guys, uh, but but he he loved uh, Black Sails just as much as I did. So again, highly recommend. Great TV show. Yeah, high recommendation indeed. It is on Hulu and Stars. So if you have a subscription to one or the other, um, or in Canada, it's on Crave. Ooh. Or, you know, it is about pirates. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. So. <laughs> so. Oh, Remy, that was the most subtle. Subscriptions. Optional. Yes. Yes. Everyone should get a subscription. <laughs> That's what I said. Yes. Yep. Totally heard it. How about you, B? What was your happy for the week? <laughs> I think I promised I was going to talk about the billions of things I've been reading lately. Yes, you did. You did. Mm-hmm. You've been on but a But should tear? I wrap up my lock and key saga there too? Because my family and I just finished that. Oh my gosh, I think it was Monday. Por que no los dos? <laughs> Fair enough. The lock and key, the thing that I really took away from that is like, in a crisis, my family will be like, this is not a time for emotional breakdowns. We're not having heart to hearts. We are dealing with the crisis and then we will deal with the aftermath. <laughs> because, like, I won't get into plot points, but like the last couple of episodes, my family was critiquing the characters and their choices quite extensively. And it just was kind of reassuring to know that in a crisis, they're going to be like, nope, head down, press A, press A, we're skipping the cutscenes, we're just going straight to the battle. Like, it was too funny. I was just sitting there like, oh my god, like, narratively and writer reasons, I'm totally there for you, but I'm also like, as a human being, they were like, we have no time for this. Fuck (laughs) what they're doing. Just do the shit you need. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Yep. So, that was fun. We started... (laughs) watching Umbrella Academy. My family hasn't seen it, so I was like, mm, I think we can fit it in before season two comes out. Yes! And they've watched the first two episodes so far, and they're enjoying it. Uh, more or less than uh, uh, Lock and Key? I say more. I mean, I'm quite critical of Lock and Key. I hate to say that, because mm-hmm. it is a really fun idea, but I'm also sitting there like, press A, press A. <laughs> Did did you, you and your family watch um Hill House? I have watched it, but I mm, I could possibly get my dad to watch it, but he wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> but you could strong arm him into it. 
I think I could. Oh. I got them to watch that one really long scene. I think it was in like episode four or six. That was like 20 minutes long of one c- cut, one take. Fuck, that uh, was, was that good. the in the in the funeral parlor? parlor? Yes. And yes. there's the storm was going on and yeah, they have yeah. one camera for like forever. <laughs> I love long shots like Children of Men that movie. I uh-huh. watch it repeatedly just because I love the cinnamon topography. I I've never seen Children of Men. No. 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 It's it's very good. It's one of my favorite movies, and it has this one song at the end. Oh, I think it's by Jarvis Crocker. It's called Cunts Are Still Running the World. And, like, if you ever get really mad when you're watching the news and thinking of, like, the people who are in control of situations and how they're handling things, just go look up this song and listen to it because you will be very... <laughs> Joyful yep. as you're screaming your anger. <laughs> Validation! Yes. But it's it's a really good movie. It's... Do you know anything about the premise for it? Uh, no. I, I know it's a famous movie. Yeah. it It's from 2003. I think it was directed by Alfonso Cuaron. And it is essentially about a future, a not-too-distant future, where people are no longer able to have children. And so the news follows, like, the youngest person in the world just passed away. And, like, it's very, like, what do you do when you can feel the end of humanity kind of on the horizon? And... It has a lot to do with, like, migrant rights and the way that governments kind of lock down on people. Mm. But there's this really hopeful narrative to it because there is this woman, Key, who is found and she is pregnant. And she's trying to escape these sort of lockdown environments. Mm. And so our main character, I can't remember the actor's name. I want to say Clive Barker, but I know that's not right. Clive Owens. That's a name. Yes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the right name, too. But he's transporting her, or he's trying to get her to that safe place outside of these war-like zones. Mm-hmm. It's super good, and there's, like, six-minute-long shots that go on in these high-intensive moments, and I could geek out forever, but I've geeked out enough right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Children of Men? Yes. Yes. Also recommend uh, uh, Netflix's Hill House since we mentioned it. Yes. I really liked it. The only thing that kind of tripped me up for it is a lot of the same cast is in Netflix's Gerald's Game. And I watched that movie when <laughs> I was doing my 31 horror movies for Halloween. And it really fucked me up because the relationships between the characters you see in Hill House are not the relationships that you see in Gerald's Game. And I couldn't disconnect between the characters like we discussed last week. When you are a character to me, you kind of stay that character. Uh, and you saw Gerald's Game first? Or did you see no, Hill House No, I saw first? Hill House. Okay. And then, if you don't know anything about Gerald's Game, I, I know. believe you like that. <laughs> I, I once... Um, 
there's a, a, a YouTube uh, content creator who uh, one of her, she talks about writing a lot um, and, and that's her like main content. Uh, but uh, uh, she has a side series that's uh, Netflix's search for the worst. And she is scathingly, hilarious and she watches these these movies and then just tears them to pieces um and and one of her search for the worst movies was uh gerald's game so that's how so I did know. you see that what did she have to say she <laughs> she she just she's so sardonic um she just kind of like meanders her way through what she remembers about the movie in like a a ten minute oh, rant, I love it. and I, I'll I'll put a link for her channel down in uh the uh the show notes because I one I love her as a content creator two she has um really really great writing advice videos um like like I. I don't write, but I love her videos <laughs> and, uh, her search for the worst. It, it brightens my day. Every single, every single one of them. So I'll put her, I'll put her channel in the, uh, the show notes. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yes. The only, the thing I learned watching Gerald's game, I was like, why is this so familiar? And it was, I'm like, oh, it's cause it's written by Stephen King. But like, I learned what the word degloving means oh holy as it shit pertains to a person and so if you are at all squeamish don't watch this movie i'm so sorry b I'm, i i uh, mm, trauma uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so yeah that was a tangent she left that part out of her video so well that's good that's good. That's probably the wise choice, but like, I don't want anyone to think I'm recommending Gerald's game here. <laughs> and I'm giving you real good reason not to watch it because there's a term called degloving that you will learn quickly what it means. No. And you won't appreciate this additional knowledge. No. So, no. No. That's lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'm glad you got uh, uh, a season's worth of entertainment out of it. Mm-hmm. And there's another season coming whenever Netflix decides to release it, because we never know with Netflix. How how about, since you apparently have a billion, um, how mm-hmm. about one or two of the uh, the books that you've read this, this week or or this month? Yeah, well, right now I'm reading, it's called the Three Dark Crown series, and it's by, I think it's pronounced Kendar Blake. It's kind of like Kendra, but with a twist, hmm. Kendar. And um, I think that there are four books in the series. There's three that is the series itself, and then one that is a collection of two novellas. And um, it essentially follows this mysterious island that is just off a bit from the mainland and it this island is governed by a ruling queen and they always have three children like triplets that are all sisters and the way that the governing body works is as soon as those triplets are born the queen is kind of like goodbye i've done my bit 
And the three are raised to be about 16. There is a festival, and then the queens essentially, through subterfuge or through straight-on combat, fight until there's only one of them. And then that one that survives becomes the next queen. Hmm. And the island is mysterious because... Hi, Ares. <laughs> He's tired of me talking. <laughs> What's that about? You were sleeping so nicely right beside me. <laughs> I was yelling on his way out the door. Um, the island is mysterious because the people there, they can be like war gifted. There is an oracle group of people. There are naturalists, elementalists, and then poisoners. And so each of the queens are born with one of the particular gifts. And then they can either use it to their advantage or maybe it's a disadvantage when they are trying to survive. Hmm. Very cool. I, I'm always down for a good, a good fantasy, especially a, a, a fantasy that has a, a lot of world building baked in. Yeah. And I would say that the way that the world building happens in this book is very organic and that you only get the glimpses that you need as you go. Because there are quite a few fantasy novels out there where they maybe give too much or you could tell that the author has really thought about this world and has an answer for everything. But that sometimes comes to a detriment because... Then the first five chapters are a data dump. And sometimes you're... Oh, Sparta. Oh. Hi, Sparta. Are you going to come visit for the first time? Come here. Doesn't he sound mournful? <laughs> he does. He does. He's been fed like three hours ago. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> like... I'm thinking of this one book that I read, and it's called Four Dead Queens, and I don't want to knock it because the characters are really interesting, and it screams, 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 screams. <laughs> I can't believe Sparta has joined in. He normally is the quiet one. He's like, I don't care you're recording. And Ares is the <laughs> drama. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I read another novel recently that the world building in it was very intricate, but it felt like there was these really glaring plot holes. Like, the whole narrative was surrounded by the fact that who killed the queens? And they're in a society that has super advanced technology, and I'm like, so no one has security cameras? <laughs> like, just stuff like that that you can have world building that is almost overbuilt that you don't realize you are missing some things because you think you've thought of everything. Whereas the Three Dark Crown series really just feels like you're getting glimpses into a mysterious world, this culture that you can tell is not like ours. And there are even some outsiders who appear in the story being like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Oh. <laughs> and it's just really interesting it's really well written and i highly recommend it awesome i mean the second book of it so we'll see if the future books change my mind but so far i'm just devouring it 
Awesome. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's a it's a good uh um complete narrative. You know? Yes. You never know, but we have mm-hmm. hope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll link I'll look that up and I'll link that series too. Wait, we're we're yes. sharing. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I think that's kind of the biggie for me this week. I'll definitely have things I can talk about next week as I continue continue my reading quests awesome i've got some things that i've been uh building building up in my back pocket they're a little bit more embarrassing though we're gonna we're gonna eventually have to get into my weeaboo anime uh dives (laughs) i mean i'll tell you again about kipo and the dragon prince because i fucking love those two shows (laughs) awesome yeah so I yeah. guess that'll be for next week. Or a future week. Or yeah, yeah. Whenever it's whenever it's most relevant, maybe when I uh, finish Castlevania and Avatar, neither of which are actually anime, so yeah. <laughs> I'm Oh my already... gosh, I have to watch Avatar. <laughs> Avatar's so good. It's very good. My brother just finished watching it for the first time, and I can definitely tell I want to as well. It, t- talk about good world building, good storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, only only an hour later, we are done with our quarantine number two. Yeah, not bad. We still have shitloads to talk about. <laughs> we will always have shitloads to talk about, which is the amazing and wonderful thing about the show and our our talks. Yeah. Our friendship here. Can't stop, won't stop. Yes. Yes. Never ever. So We will see you guys next week, and I'll see you, B. I'll see you, Remy. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.